1: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. We
2: took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, What will I become?
1: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass.
0: Batter off. Hello, Mason Avenue audio listeners. Welcome back to a pod of their own opening day edition um we are recording this on op- opening day of baseball but not opening day for the mets thursday night but by the time you hear this it will be opening day for the mets this is episode 55 of a pot of their own i am allison mccaig and i am joined this week like i am every week by my lovely co-hosts linda surovich hi linda hey hey allison and maggie Wigan. hi maggie hi allison So, as I mentioned, it is opening day for baseball, um, but we'll start with the Mets, who open tomorrow night um, against the Braves with Jacob deGrom on the mound, of course. Um, But everything else, minus the fact that Jacob deGrom is pitching as scheduled after a little bit of a scare with his back stiffness, or whatever they called it, um, everything else has kind of gone to shit. Um, (laughs) Like, is this the price we had to pay for Jake to be okay Yeah, it's true. Like, there's always some karma to be paid. It's like, well, Jacob deGrom is fine, but guess what? No one else is. Ha ha ha.
2: Like, I've been watching a lot of Avengers Infinity War because it's just been on tv and i just keep thinking of a soul for a soul and i'm like that's what we are right now linda michael
0: and i literally just watched infinity war not too long ago it <laughs> was one of the more recent uh movies on our um mcu journey um for those of you not familiar michael is is making me watch every mcu movie in a row um in order of their release and so we recently watched infinity war and then after that we watched uh, ant-man and the wasp so i i now understand that i don't feel so good memes um well i also was
2: surprised you were the first person to like my captain america tweet the other day i was like
0: elson gets the reference i get it now the captain america tweet was so funny that was probably one of my favorite moments in any of the movies was just the the, the cap videos in um <laughs> yeah the, so like, you got detention so you got detention those were really good anyway Uh, Back to the Mets. So, in case you haven't heard, um, in case you're still uh, blessedly unaware of this information, um, Marcus Stroman has a tear in his calf. Before it was, in in usual Mets fashion, it was like, oh, calf tightness, it's no big deal. And then it was a huge deal. Um, Stroman's still tweeting that it's not a big deal, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, this is just a minor setback. I'm like, you tore your calf.
1: It's a couple weeks. It'll be
0: fine. But, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks
1: is maybe all the season has. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, minor setbacks are the entire season now. So, yeah, so Stroman tore his calf. So, like, I don't know. Seems like you shouldn't rely on him for anything this season. Obviously, Noah Syndergaard, we already knew about that, had Tommy John surgery, so it's out for the year. Um. So now uh, our fifth starter is uh, Corey Oswald, apparently, oh. is the latest on that. Let's get uh, weird. Let's get weird. So, yeah, we. I, it, I think it was uh, Mike Mayer of uh, of Mets Mesmerized tweeted, like, last year, like, the rotation at the end of 2019 and the rotation now, and it's depressing. I don't no. recommend you look
2: yeah, at I'm it. Yeah, like please, please don't compare them, please. <laughs> it's depressing enough.
0: It's the... Um...
1: As long as we're on memes, it's the pitching equivalent of the "me versus the guy she tells me not to worry about" meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: it is, it is. Um, so yeah, the Mets' rotation's not in a good state right now. Um, aside from well,
2: and then like um, they released their sixty man, or their, no, their opening day roster. The thirty man.
1: Oh um, did yeah, they even 30-man. come up with thirty. And like
2: everybody was excited about Andre Cimenez, which I get. But the only thing I could think of is like, that's our bullpen, like Shreve yeah, it's, it's and Seawall. I was like, "What
0: happened?" It's rough because if you, um, so if you're not up to date on the entire Mets injury report, other um, Mets on the injured list include Robert Giselman, Wa- Walker Lockett, um, Jed Lowry, LOL. Which you know, Jed Lowry. We still have not solved the mystery of what is wrong with Jed Lowry. Apparently, and after like who you know, is Jed Lowry? Who is Jed Lowry? Really? why is jed lowry (laughs) why is jed lowry is the more prudent question Um, well we all know why because matt's Um, But after pretending for, you know, a week or two that Jed Lowry was going to play, they finally gave up the ruse on that and put him on the injured list to start the year. Um, And Jared Hughes and Brad Brock are both on the injured list with undisclosed ailments. Um, Gazelman and Lockett, we know what's wrong with both of them, but the other two we don't know. So that obviously prompts COVID-19 speculation, but the team has not come out either way on that. So we don't know what's up with either.
2: Tim Britton had a good tweet about that. Um, because if they weren't, the only way they would have had room on the roster is if those two were on the COVID list.
0: So it's so probably it's, that they're on yeah, the
2: COVID Yeah, so it's list. pretty much confirmed that those two are on... Oh, your guy!
0: I know, Birdland! I know, I'm very sad. I'm very upset that m- okay, my Birdland here boy...
1: Is. Um...
2: um the Mets have forty-three players on their forty-man roster. We know Syndergaard is an extra on the sixty-day IL, but these roster mo- moves only work if two more are on the COVID IL.
0: Yeah, and that leaves Hughes and Brock. Um, so that's deeply. But this is a very silly system. It this is. is a system that
1: is silly. I just need yeah. to say.
2: And also, not to make light of it, but leave it up to the Mets to sign somebody who immediately has to go on the COVID list.
0: Yeah, for real. <laughs> Jared Hughes, yes. Um, yeah, so our bullpen's in a sad state because of that. I mean, like, obviously, like, even even me, biggest Brad Brockstan, you probably know, um, will admit that he's like not the most key member of the Mets bullpen by any stretch of the imagination, nor is Robert Gizelman, But the fact that all of these depth options are now eliminated means that behind the high leverage guys in Lugo, Familia, Diaz, and Batanzas, there is basically nothing behind them. Yeah,
2: nothing like, I can't wait for an Oswald start, him only to last three innings, and for them to bring in Shreve, who has to stay in for three batters and doesn't retire any of them. Yeah,
0: very excited. That's fine. Yep, that's That's it. Very excited. Mets baseball in 2020, everyone. And, I mean, that's why, so on Amazing Avenue, um, we put up a, in the aftermath of the Stroman news, we published a, like, sort of quick, quick and dirty opinion piece with a few of the writers pitching who should be, the Mets' fifth starter, Linda, you contributed to that piece as well. I did, uh, and I got cabbaged immediately. <laughs> you did get cabbaged immediately because who, you picked. Um, who did you I pick? Picked Harvey. Yeah, yeah, you picked Harvey, and then Harvey is uh, now nearing a deal with the uh, Kansas City Royals of all teams. That's just cruel. It is kind of a it is kind of a kick in the uh, in the nuts, the theoretical nuts. It's <laughs> uh, for for Matt harvey to sign with the royals but apparently that's happening we'll see uh updates it also on that.
1: sucks because it makes it a lot harder to wish the best for him yeah it really does. because i still do wish the best for him
0: just not the, the royals, royals not yeah. not so much he, he i'm I'll, I'll allow matt harvey to be good and the rest of the royals to be bad which they're not supposed it to seems be like a decent possibility so that, i hope matt harvey resurrects his career even if it's with the team i don't like um that'd be fine um but yeah so obviously linda got cabbaged immediately um People are arguing for David Peterson uh, to be promoted, which, you know, isn't the worst idea. I think it's a better option than Corey Oswalt, probably. Um, I impassionately argued for Seth Lugo to be the fifth starter. Um, People have opinions about that, apparently. People don't like it. I'm the minority in that opinion, apparently. But I I think Seth Lugo should start. I think, Linda, you made an excellent point about Corey Oswalt. Like, he goes three innings, then what do you do? Like... Because people were saying, oh, mm-hmm. Seth Lugo's not stretched out. And at best, he can probably only throw 60 to 70 pitches anyway because he's not that good, like, the third time through the lineup and, and beyond. And it's like, well, yeah, then just do that. Because throw him 60 to 70 pitches, which is how long Corey Oswalt would last in the game anyway. And then maybe you're, you know, in a competitive situation rather than down 6 nothing by the fourth inning. Yeah. Is what I'll say about that. And also, like... Whose leg does Seth Lugo have to hump to get a spot start? Seriously. He
1: wants to start so bad. He really does. And be like, every opportunity, every time a beat has, like, the microphone in his his face, he's like, Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good out there. I want to start.
0: Yeah, yeah. And people, like, you know, Mets Twitter will get all, you know, their panties in a bunch about that. But I, I'm, not, I'm not upset about it because, I mean, there's a difference between the way Seth Lugo handles it, which is basically like, I want to be a starter, but whatever the team needs me for, I'm there. And, like, straight up complaining, like when Jose Reyes complained that he didn't get enough playing time. Like, there's a difference between the way that they handled those situations, and I think that it is perfectly understandable for Seth Lugo to be frustrated, given the fact that he's done nothing but perform and is constantly overlooked for inferior options in the rotation. Although
2: did you see, it was in the beginning of the year, I think, or maybe it was the, it was recent, but it was definitely in the before times, where he thinks the Astros are the ones, he's blaming the Astros for killing his starting career, basically. Oh, yeah, I because, remember that. Because they were cheating yeah, got, and they beat him yeah. up one time. Yeah, they beat him up and then that was the last time he started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, the la- the reason that's the big reason why that's the last time he started is not because he pitched poorly. It's because he made himself into such a good reliever that the Mets feel he's indispensable out of the bullpen. Yeah, um, And yeah, it's understandable.
1: That is, the, that is the catch.
0: Yeah. But yes. that also
1: is what differentiates him from Reyes, because Reyes is going out there saying that he was pitching badly because he wasn't getting enough playing time. Lugo is doing the thing that he doesn't really want to do, and he's doing it incredibly well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, I totally get it. Like we, we already mentioned how, how thin the bullpen depth is at this point, like beyond the, beyond Seth Lugo and Jerry's familia and Edwin Diaz and Dylan Batanzas, all of which the other three besides Seth Lugo have major question marks around their heads for various reasons, be it Diaz and familia's questionable performance last year and trying to bounce back from that. And Dylan Batanzas um, trying to bounce back from a major injury in 2019 so, like, I get that the bullpen needs that. I think Jack, uh, Jack had the not Seth Lugo opinion, and I respectfully disagree, but I respectfully disagree. But I think uh, Jack called Lugo the security blanket, and I do think that's a good term yeah. for him. Um, he is the bullpen security blanket. I get that. But to me, it comes down to a simple matter of Lugo is the best pitcher not named Jacob deGrom that the Mets have right now. You should give him the most innings. Like, to me, it's simple math. Your better pitchers should pitch more. And, like, you don't have the option of
2: punting a game in a 60-game season like you do in a 160-game season.
0: Precisely. My dad and I were talking about that today and saying, like, you know, you can't just forfeit every Corey Oswald start no. when, the game, when the season's only 60 games long. <laughs> Although a million teams make the playoffs now, but we'll get to that later. Um yeah. But yeah, so I think Seth Lugo should start. I mean, like, in the end, it, either way, it's a, it's not a great situation. It's not an ideal situation for the Mets to be in pitching-wise. Luckily, on the other side of the ball, their lineup is relatively unaffected, aside from Jed Lowry, but they're pretty used to playing without him at this point. Um, so... They have their, more or less, their everyday lineup ready to go. And, um, yeah, they, 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 Jake Marisnik, I think, is a little banged up. But they didn't actually put him on the IL, as far as I know.
2: Well, we have Ligaris now. Now we have Bye, Juan Legaris.
0: Yes, we have Juan Ligaris is back. And then who do, who else did they sign? They got Juan Legaris and then they... Uh, they Dozier. Went, Dozier, Dozier, that's right. They got Dozier and Lagaris, And started. they dropped Melky. R.I.P. Yeah, we hardly knew ye,
1: Matt former Adams future, and <laughs> former future Met. Former
0: future, former mm-hmm. future met Milky Cabrera, Milky Cabrera and Matt Adams. We har- they hardly kn- we hardly knew ye.
2: And Adams already resigned with the Braves, so everybody was like, "Oh, he's the new at
1: Echeveria."
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: and Matt think about Adams-
1: all the years ahead of us we have to remind ourselves that Matt Adams was on the Mets.
0: Yes, he was for five
1: minutes.
2: (laughs) It'll be like a trivia question. Something. Name everybody on the 2020 Mets from the end of December to the start of July.
1: (laughs) Carlos Beltran. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh no.
0: Dot J. Nobody
1: would get
2: any. Like nobody would nail 100% that question.
0: Yeah.
2: No. I guess literally impossible.
0: The only thing about the Mets lineup right now that's been a topic of discussion lately is that um, it, it seems Luis Rojas, at least initially, is insisting on hitting Robinson Cano third, which I think is not the best decision in the world. Um, Look, you just have to ex-
1: expose all of his weaknesses as often as possible, and they'll just clear right up.
2: Well, somebody pointed out, oh, damn, I, don't, I can't remember what tweet it was. It's like, huh. This decision spans three managers. It's almost like someone (laughs) else is making that decision. (laughs) It's
0: almost like Mm. this is coming from above. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The call is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It doesn't inspire much confidence that Luis Rojas is going to be one to uh, go against what the higher-ups have to say. Although I don't think that we ever were under any illusions about that as a first-time manager and one that was you know promoted internally as it was so um he
2: seems like such a good dude i'm really hard for him i know
0: me too and like he's
2: in an impossible situation that's exactly
0: what i was gonna say like you can't like i don't even if his managerial decisions this season are horrid like i'm just gonna probably give him the benefit of the doubt because yeah imagine being a first-time manager and this being the first season that you have to do. Like what? <laughs> and Hefner too. He's a first time pitching coach. Like what
2: yeah. did they do? Like I guess he was using like Zoom and stuff to keep his pitchers ready. But how like it's so unprecedented. What do you even base your 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 like training on? I don't I don't know how I just had the most hilarious
0: like, for this. I just had the most hilarious image of like imagine if the pitching coach was Phil Regan and he was trying to work zoom and I was
1: just thinking, Phil, Phil,
0: you're, Phil, you're muted. Phil, no one can hear you. Phil, (laughs) Phil, Phil, the The camera's like angled way up his nose.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Phil, lower, lower, (laughs)
1: lower.
0: Oh my God. That's so funny. But yeah, so at least Jeremy Hefner can probably work zoom. He seems young and savvy enough for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is tomorrow, you know, ready or not, there's Mets baseball to be to be played. Right now there is baseball playing right now. As I as we record this, the Yankees are beating the Nationals 4 to 1 in case anyone cares. But I want both teams to lose as does probably most of the audience of this podcast. So, yeah. I won't. I won't. Uh, you know, bring you any breaking news updates other than the fact that um, Max Scherzer is getting kind of reamed. So that's probably good, just from a Cy Young perspective. Is all I'll say. Uh, I'm not watching,
2: so there will be no screaming.
0: He. Uh, it's. It, I'm watching, but it is muted um, in the in the room right now. It's just you know, you know, just some baseball on the TV is something. Um, we took it all.
2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday,
0: I will call upon you to do a service
2: for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: So yeah, I guess that's a good transition to start talking about baseball more broadly. Um... So we we have baseball. Um, speaking of this Nationals-Yankees game, um, it's probably ill-advised, not just from the perspective of this whole season is probably ill-advised right now, but very specifically, Juan Soto tested positive for COVID-19 today. And he played, between the time that the test was administered and the time that the test came back positive, he played in exhibition. So all of his teammates that he came in close contact with and all of the Yankees should be, or all the Yankees that he came in close contact with, should be, you know, like, isolating. But yet this game is occurring right now.
2: Maybe you can explain it because you've been studying this and stuff. But they said, like, his two rapid tests came back negative that they did today. But then the one that they sent away to the lab came back positive. So what are these rapid tests?
0: So, the rapid test... So, this is, like, new to me, the rapid tests, okay. but, like, they have a really, really high false negative rate, like, even okay. more than the... So, the... the that's co- not what you want. The no. coronavirus tests in general, so, ha! Huh, I will give a breaking news update, not about the score of the game, but it has begun to absolutely pour, and I bet they're gonna put the tarp on any second. Oh, yep, and there it goes. Um, <laughs> oh, that's great. Everybody can just huddle inside the poorly
1: ventilated hallways. Yay! Good! Yeah, and, like,
0: it was... a guy guys i have to i have to present this image because it's hilarious so like I, I don't have the sound on so I couldn't hear any of it but the image alone was hilarious I almost don't want the context of the sound because I think it's funnier without it so like I'm watching this game with the sound off Rob they're interviewing Rob Manfred on the TV and behind Rob Manfred's head is like <laughs> giant lightning bolts in the sky beyond Max Park and someone so is could... trying to tell us something exactly okay. oh my god it was so funny like the game's We're being played deep. it hadn't started raining quite it hadn't started pouring right, quite yet but thunderstorms were clearly in the area and like they're interviewing uh-huh. rob manfred and just giant lightning bolts <laughs> in the sky are appearing and it's i was like it's a, i was like if there's ever been a sign from nature about anything it is this right
2: now <laughs> <laughs> oh that was like when it hit the white house like like a month or so ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was another good one not to get too political but just say it's yeah. a thing that happened
0: it's a For thing sure. that happened so yeah uh so yeah the game is now uh you know been postponed or they're in rain delay at this time um so at any rate uh yeah so the rapid tests have a really high false negative rate and the the tests as a whole have a pretty high false negative rate because if you're really early on in your infection you don't have a super high viral load so the test is PCR based so they're just amplifying the like bits of viral DNA that are floating around inside you and if you don't have that many of them it's hard for the test to pick it up so the rapid tests, I imagine, I'd have to look up because I haven't researched what the exactly the method is of the rapid test. But I imagine it's even more crude than the lab tests they're shipping off. And so I know that the false negative rate is higher. So I'm not saying that they're like, that, you know, it's not, the rapid test is wrong necessarily. It's just there's a higher chance that it's wrong. Um, I mean, they should, regardless, the appropriate
1: response would be to be cautious like if you have two conflicting if it's like you might be carrying a highly infectious agent you might not be let's just assume you're not that seems fine like come on that's
2: yeah
1: (sighs) and and obviously they could never actually do the thing that they should do and isolate because that would destroy the whole season and this whole like obvious house of cards would just collapse
0: right right and obviously Juan Soto himself is not playing, of course. The, even baseball wouldn't go that far. Um, so Juan Soto, and he's, as far as we know, he doesn't have symptoms. Um, so Juan Soto himself is not playing. But he, you know, who knows if he transmitted the illness? I mean, if you are asymptomatic, it's already been shown that you can spread this disease. It is at a lower rate than people who are symptomatic. But you can still, you can still spread it to other people, even if you don't have symptoms. Um, So he may have unknowingly spread it to various teammates who are now, you know, potentially carrying this virus in this game playing right now, although not playing because rain delay. But you know what I mean? They're all in the clubhouse together now, like Maggie said, gathered to take shelter from the rain (laughs) less than six feet apart. So here we are. Although I did see some players mask up as soon as they got into the clubhouse. So that was good to see. Oh, that's
1: good. I like, I mean, to me, that is like the silver lining of, this sham of a baseball season is that I think there has been good opportunity, and there's to be more good opportunity for players in the spotlight to be, pre- to be like setting these norms, because um, I think that's what this country needs is like very clearly set norms, and that's not coming from the government, so like it falls to the next step down on the total pole comes.
0: Right athletes and we can't rely on mlb to to set an example so we have to rely on the players themselves unfortunately and like you know it is literally for this game to be happening right now because the cdc guidelines which mlb claims it it is following in their health and safety protocols like if you read the mlb health and safety protocols it says this outright um people posted it on twitter the the screenshots of like the place where it says this like People who have come into contact with Juan Soto should be self isolating right now. None of them are. And they're doing it based Poor. on this rapid test result. They're saying it's fine because of that, basically. Ugh. Which. Mm, well, and he so, still tested it. positive. Right. And so he by the fact that he tested positive. By their own protocols, they shouldn't be playing right now, and yet they are. So it just goes to show that MLB is bound and determined to push forward with this season regardless, and it's going to take—I mean, we talked about this a couple of pods ago. It's going to take a hell of a lot for them to stop, and I, I shudder to think what disaster would have to befall the sport short of, you know, the deaths of several prominent players for them to stop this season, and it's—ugh. I was asked at
2: work what my gut feeling was, like, if they play or not. And, oh, like, I was asked that, like, I think, like, a week ago or something. And I said it then, and I still think that there is still a damage control from all the bad PR they got in between, like, the Players Union and, you know, all the ugliness that happened. So I feel like they're going to do it no matter what to see if they can grab some goodwill back and this isn't the way to do it you're still risking players health and it's your own damn fault that all that got leaked to, to begin with so i don't know what you're hoping to accomplish by because yeah once so it'll potentially infecting his teammates because of a bad testing system is not getting you the pr you wanted
0: right And, uh, what was it? Let me pull up the tweet because it's, I don't want to misrepresent what the tweet said. I'd rather just read it straight up. But this, we've already established from several prominent incidents of teams having to shut down their workouts during summer camp that like the testing isn't, the testing results aren't coming fast enough. And so that's also an issue. Oh, here it is. Um, Uh, James Click said today that the Astros had not yet received their COVID-19 test results from yesterday morning. They were tested upon their return from Kansas city after Hunter Dozier's positive test was revealed. Dozier played against the Astros for six innings on Monday. So Dozier played not knowing he had a positive test and then the the whole against the Astros and then the whole Astros test results hadn't come back yet. It's just a mess. It's a mess. And they're supposed to be expedited tests.
1: And I, it was always going to be a mess unless they did like a real bubble. It was yeah. always going to be a mess because somebody's going to get sick, and there's no meaningful mechanism in place to prevent one sick person from getting anybody else sick. That's the problem: is that what they have is a system whereby people will know when they're sick, but will not be able to stop the spread.
0: Right. And, like, I can't blame necessarily, like, obviously, like, I am not privy to the details, to the nitty-gritty details of how all of this is working. I can't blame the labs necessarily for this because, like we we talked about on the pod when we were discussing, like, should there be a baseball season, it's not only about health, it's about the ethics of these teams using huge amounts of testing resources just for baseball players. And I got poo-pooed for that because... Like, at the time, the many states, including, like, New York, New Jersey, our general metropolitan area, were, had bent their curves, had flattened their curves. And so, the you know, the, the strain on the testing system and the healthcare system was not as high. But now we're seeing, like, spikes basically everywhere, all over the country, in the states that opened up too soon. And so now the testing resources are at a premium again. And so this is a huge problem. And, like, even in even in New York
1: city where I think I got tested like six weeks ago, there's about, um, and the testing turnaround was like a couple days and now it's back up over a week again, because not, you know, not because the, the, because there's a big spike in the city, but because, you know, all those testing resources have to be spread around. So it's not even like teams in New York will be able to get the turnaround that they should have.
0: Right. Right. So it's just, it's a mess. And I mean, we never expected anything else. It was always going to be a mess, but well, they're just making it up the And also, speaking of know.
2: messes, the Blue Jays still don't have a home because we're a mess and Canada doesn't want us.
1: Right. right. I have so much respect for Canada about this. So do I. <laughs> Being like, nope, you can't play here. We're sorry. We're sorry. Oh, right. man. My kingdom for a country that gave a shit about itself.
0: Yep. Yep. <sighs> Like, the Blue Blue Jays are like, we're homeless. So, I mean, the latest is that, so they were originally going to play in Pittsburgh, but then, of course, they leaked that before they actually got permission from Pittsburgh, and so that was a no. And now the latest is that- does Pittsburgh already have a baseball team? They sure do.
1: They sure do have a
0: baseball team. And then the latest is that they're actually going to play in Camden Yards in Baltimore. Um, They have to get approval from, you know, I think they had gotten approval from, like, the team in the city, but they're still waiting for, like, the state of Maryland, like Larry Hogan, to approve it. Well, that's how Um, it got
2: rejected, is the state of Pennsylvania rejected them.
0: Right, right, you're right. I'm sorry. Correction on that. Correct.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, Um, so I don't know, they might be waiting on Maryland. Yeah, so
0: I think right now they're just waiting on the state. Um, but yeah, so like I tweeted, the birds in Birdland, get ready. You're gonna have two (laughs) sets of birds in Birdland, um, potentially. But yeah, the poor Blue Jays, we are literally hours from their opening day and they do not have a place to play. My boss, um,
2: she's from Detroit originally, so she goes back to Michigan In the summer and then around Christmas time. And then she goes... She calls it the UP. I guess that's the local terminology. It's the Upper Peninsula. And there's, like, a lake and everything up there. And she said she went to visit Sault Ste. Marie. And she was like, Canada made it very clear at the border to turn your ass around. Yeah, right? Um, (laughs) She was like, they were not playing. They're like, you know, we don't want you dumb Americans anywhere near us. So, I mean... uh they should have seen this coming.
0: Yeah. One of my closest friends um, lives in Toronto. And she was saying to me, too, like, Canada is very, like, if you're coming from America, you, like, you cannot come for any reason unless you, like, live, like, unless you have, like, dual citizenship or, like, yeah. other things. Yeah, she said like, yeah. you
2: needed, um, you needed basically a special form stating why you were, you, like, it was essential travel only. And you needed this form to prove you had to cross the border. So I'm assuming it's the same if you fly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So the other thing that was happening, so not only is the Blue Jays' situation entirely unresolved mere hours from when they're supposed to start playing, (laughs) the other thing that happened mere hours before baseball was starting is that they changed their playoff format. Yeah. like, so, why wasn't all this decided? I don't understand. <laughs> you things. had such a long time to figure this out. Why wasn't this part of the agreement? Yeah, no, I mean, like, obviously, so the, like, MLB Players Association and baseball sp- and owners spent so much time arguing about, like, salary stuff that they just dis- didn't Forgot. figure out how <laughs> the, like, playoffs were going to work or anything like that. Um, it
1: Seems like it should be a priority.
0: Yeah. I have to
1: say, if I was running a sports league, playoffs would be way up there. Well, number one, health and safety, which also
2: got pushed by the wayside. And number two would be the actual playing of the games and the playoffs. And both of those things became secondary to how much money can we squeeze out of the
0: players. Literally the day that games were starting, it was like breaking Here's the playoff format. Like, what? Are you serious? Like, (laughs) Like, there was, like, rumors, like, a couple days ago. What did I do in
2: the morning news? It was, I think, Wednesday. Yeah, I did it Wednesday for today. So, it was like, oh, Rob Banfred is considering expanding the playoff format. I'm like, eh, it's just rumors, whatever. And then all of a sudden, today, it's like, breaking! New playoff
0: format! I was like, what? Yeah, so, the um is it official official another
1: one that the that the players heard about from twitter like they kept hearing about all the other negotiations going on
0: yeah
2: yeah Yeah, i'm I'm sure it got leaked and that was that and but uh, like
0: how do you do this hours before the season is set to begin like is it official official or do the owners still have to vote on it i know that MLB Players okay. Association, like, basically agreed, like, yeah, like, do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, they agreed to it. Um, which, right now, the proposal is, expa- it's expanded playoffs with 16 teams making the playoffs, which is a total of two teams from, the top two teams from each division, and then the two best records among the remaining teams as the wild card. So, like, a full, like, more than half of the teams are going to make the playoffs now.
2: But then, didn't they get to pick... I saw something from
0: Olney. Like, the top teams get to pick who they play? Yeah, that was going to be part of the whole selection show thing, remember? Yeah, remember when before. there was going to be a selection show and all of that stuff, and the teams were the top teams were going to get to pick their opponents in the next round and all that stuff? Oh, my God. How could
1: it go wrong?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, interesting wrinkle in the 16-team playoff format. All second-place teams in the 6th Division qualify this then the seventh and eighth teams will be chosen by best record among other
0: teams
2: but then i can't i could have sworn there was like a selection show where they pick who their opponent was gonna be
0: that was gonna be it before all of this bullshit happened but so
2: maybe that didn't get Finalized. Here, so like, hang on. The, the
0: first round of the playoffs scheduled for September 29th through October 2nd. And each league will be a th- four will be four three game series with all games. That is this from today? Yes. Making sure this is the latest. Um, with all games played at the higher seeds home stadium, the rest of the rounds will be their customary length. The two division series in each league will be five five game series with the- while the AL and NL championship series and World Series will be seven game series so but i'm trying to see the whole like pick okay. your opponents thing. oh wait wait i got it as part of the 16 team expanded playoff
2: proposal the number one two and three seeds in each league the division winners would pick their opponents among the other five teams with a selection show
0: <laughs> oh jesus christ this is so stupid <laughs> why so like if let's say because they because money linda they want more playoff revenue that's the so, whole like, I point i get that but what's the point of
2: picking people like to create
0: drama
1: show.
0: <sighs> they want like they basically like want this whole like yeah they want this selection show for like drama because they think they're like the nfl draft or some shit
1: it has a real i was just gonna say it has this nfl draft kind of yeah. vibe so you won't I know, can't like... even imagine what the show is gonna be like with everybody in like the studio and just big like bam bam 3d letters like
2: whoosh and then they'll bring in like harold Reynolds to analyze terribly why pina Lonzo will be the difference maker in the series between like the Mets and braves or whatever
0: live on the pod i'm going to put the rob the gif of rob manfred with lightning in the background in our like mine linda and maggie slack channel so you guys can see it because you have Ooh, to oh, see oh. this I'm telling you, it was wild. It literally was like like I'm not a big uh I'm not big on religion or spirituality. Oh my but God. like if this oh. isn't an act of like something, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's just like okay. Robert Hanford with like giant bolts of lightning in the back. No, it looks like when um
2: like the devil is coming in like movies. <laughs> it
0: really is like <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, it it looks fake. It's so good. It's so good that this might be my walk-off win. I don't even know. It's like my favorite thing (laughs) that happened in the past while.
1: (laughs) I feel like you would you would film this exact moment for the movie about twenty twenty, and somebody (laughs) would look at it and say like, nobody's gonna believe that. Yeah, like that's fake. Like the cheapest CGI I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) It looks like cheap CGI, and it's real. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is basically, like, somebody coming up, like Maggie said, of, like, a movie about 2020 and overdid it. Like, you're a little too long the to nose. Was...
0: Yep. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> and now we just have uh, Alex Rodriguez and Tom Verducci talking in the booth for who knows how long until the... It's like,
2: like nails on a chalkboard. It
0: is. And, oh, and A-Rod talked I do about have, how... I...
1: I like A-Rod in the booth, though. He's good
0: in yeah, the booth. He's better
1: as
2: an analyst. He is better as an analyst. But, yeah, so an analyst. but so, I will say, during this play? game,
0: he did say that he loved the runner on second to start extra innings. He said he oh, loved well, it. Oh, a, that's a flag. It's a no. hot take from future Mets owner, Alex Rodriguez.
1: I definitely don't want him out of the booth, though, in any form. No. In in the booth, I can, I can deal with it. Although I I, re- I reserve the right to revoke that statement if he keeps going on about this runner and second nonsense.
0: <laughs> Apparently so like I didn't have the sound on during this. And so I've just been I've just been passed a tweet that says that is like, you know, it's a direct word for word of the exchange between Arod and and Rob Manfred during the interview. Oh no. Get ready for this. A-Rod, Commissioner Manfred, I want to ask you about the leadership of having to direct the efforts to put together all this protocol between the players and the clubs. Just a tremendous job. Manfred, well, thank you. (laughs) Kill me now. So he's sucking
2: up to the commissioner so his bid gets accepted.
0: Yes, clearly sucking up to the commissioner because pretty soon the commissioner is going to work for him. (laughs) Cool. Very good stuff. Love to see it gag inducing just the worst oh god apparently weird. they're in the final stages of the bidding but... oh god so who's still like in it so we've got the cohen folks are still in it we a rod a rod still in it and, isn't and i think the british people the british people still in it what about like the the like de- the devil devil's sixers guy still in it yeah i have not I mean... been following this at all no, i just like the literal
1: gonna... the literal devil Sheldon Alexander is not in it. Is not in <laughs> it. Has not placed <laughs> As far a bit
0: no. Middle. He might be the mystery bidder. Yeah, maybe he's the mystery bidder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't been following
1: specifically, this. Specifically so, some news guy did specifically say no, it's not him. Okay, so it was confirmed. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so we're we're alright on that one. That that was like I think that was the day after our last pod, and I was like, I cannot possibly believe that this news is dropping <laughs> when we're sitting out there talking about, like, how Cohen's not really a great guy. Like, thanks, really. Yeah. Really putting it all in perspective. But but no, he is not among them.
2: Okay, oh, let's see. Those still re- reportedly involved in the process include billionaire hedge fund manager Steve Cohen, a group led by Josh Harris and David Blitzer. I think that's the devil's people? Yes. And the group fronted by Alex Rodriguez.
0: Cool, so I guess the British people aren't in it. Yeah, Um, but you know, so yeah, I think I actually think Chris McShane, our dear Amazing Avenue leader, uh, summed it up the best. He his was my favorite tweet of today, in just like its like concise summing up of everything that's happening. He said, when it's a few hours before first pitch, one of the best players in the sport who would play in that game tests positive for COVID, one of your teams still doesn't have a home, and you might still tinker with your playoff format, you might not be ready to have a season. <laughs> yeah. So, basically. That's pretty much,
1: uh, yeah, that sums yeah, that it sums
0: that up. Yeah, sums it up. Sums it up pretty good. Um, but I guess before we... Move to walk-off wins. One thing, and I didn't I didn't put this in our notes, so I'm kind of springing this on you guys last minute. So I'm sorry if you don't have good answers. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. But I am curious to see if either of you two have any sort of like bold predictions for this season, other than like it might not you know complete itself but um you know like bold predictions for this season either you know in the wider MLB or Mets specific regarding like who might win the major awards or like a surprise dark horse to like win the world series or any sort of thing like that or any sort of fun Mets prediction like how many home runs Pete will hit or whatever but I'm just wondering if you guys have any predictions for the season
2: Oh, I went all in on Jed Lowry
0: last week. looking at how that ended up. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Maybe Linda shouldn't speak anything no, into existence say, at I sit this, this point. One out? <laughs> yeah. Or should I make it like
1: opposite day? Like, I think Matt Scherzer is going to be awesome this year. <laughs> I think maybe, let's see, something like maybe Jeff McNeil will have more home runs than Michael
0: Jeff Conforto. Finished? Oh, I don't know. Nice. I
1: don't, I'm not committing to that. I'm, I'm, I'm committing to the format. Nice. <laughs>
0: I like it though. That's bold. I do I like it. it. Yeah, I'll
1: just go with that because if anybody remembers this at the end of the season, then either it was a short season and nobody cares, or um, they have a lot of time on their hands.
0: They're showing the. They're showing the rain at. Um at Nationals Park right now, and there's literally, like, waterfalls coming down from the upper tiers of the stadium. Oh, lovely. So, that's good. Um I'm But, yeah. I'm just saying, like,
2: it's going to be... I don't even want to get too far ahead because I don't even know if there is going to be playoffs, but something wacky is going to happen. Like, two of the most random teams... Like, the Rangers and the Reds are going to be in the World Series.
0: I and, wouldn't be surprised at all.
2: And, like, Joey Votto will all of a sudden get hot. Well, Joey Votto was always hot, but um, in both senses of the word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Linda! Linda's getting horny on the main, everyone.
2: <laughs> I'll just drop that in there. I am wearing my J.D. Davis jersey. I'm...
0: Oh, yeah. Linda yeah, got a I J.D. Do. Davis jersey, everyone. Is. So yes, the brand is strong. I had to.
2: I love my mans. <laughs> and him comforting Maroff in the dugout while he was at first. I was like, no touching, J.D., stop it. <laughs> but then it also warms my heart. I'm like, I'm so torn. This is like 2020 in a nutshell. What do I do? How do I feel? Um. But yeah, this, uh, I guess my prediction is like two totally random, like, I don't know, like, is Lance Lynn even on the Rangers anymore? I don't know. But he'll be the difference maker in the World Series. like winning win the World Series MVP. And everybody's just going to be like, what was 2020? Like, Lance Lynn is, is on the
0: Rangers, by the way.
2: All right. So he's my World Series MVP. I'm going all in on Lance Lynn. And Todd Frazier will hit a deciding home run in that World Series. Oh, that's
0: awesome. That's a great, bold <laughs> prediction. I love it.
2: That, so that's that's my bold
0: prediction. <laughs> my my me my like I'll give a I'll give a bold prediction in a minute, but to to delay so I have time to think, I will give a not bold prediction, which is that basically the teams that I think are gonna like this this seems this seems gross to say, and I hate saying it out loud. That will like weather this season the best are teams that can at the drop of a hat essentially like replace their entire team, mm. and so. Like, the Mets are not one of those teams, FYI. No. In case case you didn't know, in case you didn't already realize this, the Mets are not one of those teams. But, like, teams that have a really robust farm system of, like, near-ready prospects. So I'm thinking teams like the Braves are really well set up to weather this season. Teams like the Yankees are really well set up to weather this season because, like, if the entire, unlike the Mets, if the entire Braves pitching staff goes down, for example, they can replace it with like at least suitable prospects um whereas the Mets could not do that so I think that like those are the types of teams that will make it this year um let me think of my bold prediction let's see um my bold prediction just because I don't want to lend credence to the Mets being like you know a calf strain it's not a big deal but I still believe in Marcus Stroman and height don't measure heart. So my bold prediction is that Marcus Stroman is going to come back this season and he's going to be great. I
2: Ooh, I so like that. Allison. I was it's I'm going to lend some hope
0: on the pod. I'm not going to yeah. say that he's going to come back like right away or anything like that, but I'm going to say he's only, like, this is, even though it's a, like, it sounds like a terrible injury, he's only going to be out for like maybe half the season and he'll come back and do really well in the second half.
2: Because I want that one, so they extend him, obviously, because yes. I love him. And two, because I was. Re- I know this is small in the grand scheme of things, but I was really looking forward to seeing him pitch with a mask on.
0: Yes. He seemed so pumped about it. He was very excited it. about it, it's true. <laughs> I was like oh Strowman, I love
2: it but he's such a good egg he is I love and him I'm just so afraid where this is the last we've seen of him in a Met uniform I'm like
0: oddly almost more devastated about the Stroman injury than I was about the suspect. I mean not the suspect. Jesus Christ about the um Syndigar Tommy John surgery
2: I am too actually because I kind of expected it I know what and at the time it's like oh well the season's you know, probably going to be canceled or it's not going to be a real season. So it's like, whatever, if he needs it, this is probably the time to do it. But I'm like, this hurts.
0: Exactly. This hurts. And it happened like right before the season was going to start. And we like, we knew that the Mets rotation and pitching depth in general was held together by duct tape. But like, (laughs) at least like it was still okay at that point. Like we were like, all right, at least we have our rotation. Even though like Syndergaard is down, at least we have, like five major league pitchers in our rotation in theory, but now that's not true anymore.
1: <laughs> no, so, it's not even close to true. No. So,
0: yeah. And I wasn't saying that they were all like good major league pitchers, but they were all like major league pitchers, but no, <laughs> not a thing. Um, so and yeah, everybody complaining about like
2: K and Dunn. I liked your tweet, Allison, where it's like, no, we should be talking about why they didn't sign Zach exactly Yeah, right. I
0: made a tweet about that, because I knew that the inevitable reaction was going to be like, shouldn't have traded Kay and Dunn, even though we literally traded Kay for Stroman, who is Stroman. better. Um, but, yeah, like, so I made a tweet that said um hang on i'll scroll down and find it i tweeted a lot today i shouldn't have tweeted as much as i did today here we go um that's, that's me there, every day there has now been the inevitable string of shouldn't have traded dunn and k tweets when instead we should be discussing why the mets signed rick porcello instead of zach wheeler mm-hmm. so like yeah go. like all of mets prospect twitter is now like on fire like they always do every time like kellenick like scratches his nose um Like, they're always, like, on fire about, like, oh my god, the Mets have, like, the reason why the Mets have no pitching depth is because they decimated the minor leagues and mortgaged the future, and it's like, yeah. They don't sign free agents. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, there's some truth to that, but, like, really, you could have just signed better pitchers than the ones you signed. (laughs) I mean, you could have even signed Garrett Cole, for God's sakes. Yeah. Like, instead, they were just like, Rick Porcello seems fine. And uh, and then, like, oh, also Michael Waka. Now we have the deepest rotation in the entire major leagues. And it's like, and then what happened? hmm no, At but... least Waka looked good. Yes, yeah, I do as well. want about Waka, Maggie. Ooh, yeah. second bold prediction. Michael Waka is good.
1: There you go. There you I go.
0: I see,
2: I want to say Michael Waka is good, but... Now I'm scared to
1: give any Mets predictions.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we could, we could chalk that up as my prediction, and hopefully okay. I'm not cursed yet, but who yeah, knows. Yeah, Linda, your
1: prediction should
0: probably be everybody
1: will die. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say the about my mans, but I'm not going
0: to. I don't want to jinx them. No, don't I jinx your mans. I would be devastated if anything happens to JD. Yeah, that would be awful. It would suck so much joy out of it.
2: If- it really would. It just—it wouldn't be like the personality of the Like they—they they find dudes, but he seems to be like in the middle of it. Whenever something happens, like it's JD. I don't like one of the first times they were back at City Field. I forget who the video was. I think it was something random, like Jake Marisnik taking batting practice, and they were playing Take on Me. And there's somebody singing the chorus very loudly in the back. And everybody agreed, right? That's totally JD singing Take On Me. <laughs> so it's like the fun would just be like, not the same. I mean, I would still love them. And, you know, they have fun dudes. But
0: I just love JD. Keep the Queen's Cookie Club together 2020.
2: Yes, that's all we want. This, kid, this is that bare minimum. Can we ask for
0: that? Yes, I think that we're allowed to ask for that.
2: Jeff McNeil did say he was going to continue the tradition even if they had to zoom their cookie club
0: meetings I'm down I'm down too let's do it um so before we move to um walk off wins and do our happy segment we will we will start things off with something even like even more happy than potentially any of our walk off wins, which is that. We are doing a dollars for dingers this year announcement, we are doing a Dollars for Dingers this year. It is not going to be the same as Dollars for Dingers last year. We really wanted to do, like, the same thing that we did last year and keep it going as an annual tradition, but obviously, circumstances being what they are, we can't do... We are not
1: going to pack you guys into a tavern. Yeah, exactly.
0: We are not going to pack you guys into McKellar, because that would be a bad decision. Um, So, instead, we are going to do a modified version, and of course, obviously the season is not a normal baseball season either, so we didn't want to... wait till september uh to do dollars for dingers last year september was our month of dollars for dingers uh but we are obviously nervous that the baseball season might not even make it that far unfortunately um so we decided as a somewhat safer bet we are going to do the month of august as our dollars for dingers month um so we are going to um do an entirely virtual dollars for dingers with the month of august being the month and we will do the same thing as last year where we will have a spreadsheet that we will post on all of our social medias various things Amazon avenue will make a post about it we will have a big google docs spreadsheet where you can post your pledge for dollars for dingers um and we will then do a virtual sort of dollars for dingers gathering where we will give away the prizes there won't be any sort of tickets or raffles or anything this year the way there was last year because that's obviously like way too complicated to coordinate virtually it's just a lot and it's a lot to coordinate getting all the prizes and everything and it's really hard when everybody is you know hunkered down in their various like states right now So instead, we have an existing pool of prizes with maybe one or two. We are not announcing the official prizes yet because we might still add some, but um, we have an existing pool of prizes and like maybe a couple of things that we're going to add to that. And basically, if you make a pledge in any amount on the spreadsheet, then you will be entered into the drawing to win any of the prizes and we'll just draw someone for each of the prizes at the end and we'll have some sort of like zoom or something for everybody who you know pledged or anyone who wants to join us we'll have some sort of virtual zoom whatever uh probably zoom because that's what i have uh that's the platform (laughs) i have an account for so we'll probably do some sort of zoom thing where at the end in place of our mckeller gathering we'll have a zoom where we virtually announce the winners of dollars for dingers and thank every everyone um and just chat about the mets and the season and and people can ask us questions whatever you want so um yeah we will once the prizes are once we have an official list of prizes we will announce that for you guys and tweet that out but in the meantime august over the next uh you know few days look for tweets um and various things of with the spreadsheet and everything and all the other info about dollars for dingers but we are doing it this year so get your wallets ready um we are benefiting. Hopefully
1: Pete Alonzo makes us all broke again. Yes. Because that is what Thank I will you, always Pete. take away from the inaugural dollars for dingers yeah. is that Pete Alonzo murdered my bank account
0: and blessed him for it. Yeah, and Pete I Alonzo murdered that- all of our wallets and we couldn't be happier and we want yeah. him to do it again.
2: And Dom Smith got us to an even fifty on the very last hit of the season, which was yeah. so
0: good. Chef's kiss, so perfect. Chef's it, kiss, like good. Made me so happy. I legit like cried. It was so I did good. Too. I too. It, it was so my good. Heart. Um, and all I want is for that to happen again, um, this year, um, because obviously coronavirus is something that is impacting all of us. Um, we are benefiting New York area food banks, um, with our dollars for dingers fundraiser. So we're very excited about that. So it's a very worthy cause, um and they're trying to feed a lot of people right now and a lot of people need help right now the the economy is obviously not doing so great um because of coronavirus and more and more people need assistance um every day and obviously the food bank is always doing good work even not during these challenging times but they need our help more than ever so that's who we've chosen to benefit for this year's dollars for dingers um so we're very excited about that look for look to keep an eye on our social media for the next um week or so as we get that up and running but yeah august will be the month so just just pledge any dollar amount you're comfortable with it doesn't matter whether you pledge one cent or ten dollars per home run we you will be entered the same as anybody else so just pledge whatever you are comfortable with um and if you pledge in any amount you will be eligible to win one of our prizes so we're very excited so get pumped for dollars we'll
1: give some stats on on home runs over the last couple augusts as well just so like you know kind of roughly what to expect although again pete Alonso could show up <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we have cesspitus this year too
0: oh my god we do great. it's a weird we season in a lot back. of ways it's like so we will yeah we will post obviously like you know previous august what the mets have done as a team home run wise so you can get an idea of what pledge you're comfortable with but you know keep in mind that a it's a it's a different mets lineup with different players and B you know Coronavirus impacts all of this, not only because, you know, certain players may fall ill or whatever, but the Mets have different opponents than they usually have and a different distribution of opponents than they usually have. So that's also a factor. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? But that makes it, you know, all the more fun, kind of, <laughs> in a way. So get psyched for dollars for dingers. I'm certainly excited. Um, I can't wait to get this up and running again. Um, even if it's not what we all imagined for this year, um, I'm still excited that we can do something. So um dollars for dingers yay 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 Yay, hopefully the mets make us broke again hit lots of homers new york mets please 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 um but in the meantime um we will do walk-off wins where each of us talks about what is making us happy this week baseball related or otherwise linda surovich what is your walk-off win for this week
2: i'm kind of torn um, because I know I've talked about it a lot, but my closing is finally, finally on Monday. Yay! Yay! Officially, I've got all the paperwork. I've in um, the closing costs, which not so fun, but it's a walk-off win, so we'll keep it positive. Um, I got into the apartment. I was able to measure, so now I can do the fun stuff with paint and floors and furniture and I can start planning all that I took lots of pictures and it was bigger than I remembered which was also a nice surprise um so yeah finally uh, I will be officially me a homeowner well co-op owner on July 27th at three o'clock when I sign my life away but I'm excited um yeah I mean I'm a little sad it took so long because um, you know, I wanted, I have a little patio and I was looking forward to, you know, just sitting out there and, you know, having a drink and reading or listening to a baseball game. And so it kind of took a little longer than I expected, but I guess, you know, life is kind of weird right now for everybody. So I, like, I'm not going to complain too much and, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, a little, a little nerve wracking, a little daunting, but, um, yeah, I, I I'm finally getting excited that you know I can make it my own and I've been looking at like you know just like little little things to you know make it mine um so that's number one number two is the NHL finally released the name of their Seattle team and it's the Kraken which I think is amazing and their their logo is so cool and like everything about them like Like, they had these hype videos, and, um, so, and I I always felt a special kinship with the Mariners ever since, um, I went to Cooperstown for the induction, and, like, I just got to know their fans, and their fans were all lovely, uh, just lovely people, like, would chat with you, and, um, their fan base has kind of suffered a lot, so I've always felt like, you know, they were, like, kind of like the West Coast us. And then, just to top it all off, they considered naming the NHL Seattle team the Metropolitans. So I feel like they're us in spirit. So now I'm gonna adopt the
1: Seattle Kraken as my second. They had the good. They had the good sense to look at that and say, "No, we do not want to be the Mets." Yeah,
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: who was it who said
2: the horror one Mets has unleashed on the world is enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so they did have the good sense to finally say. Because Kraken is way cooler. Matt's Kraken, like, come on. Release the Kraken. Yeah, um, so I am so pumped for all the Unleash the Kraken. (laughs) Oh, it's gonna
0: be good. And, like, good the aesthetic like as someone who doesn't you know follow hockey in any respect mostly other than like hockey being i would hockey hockey will forever be a part of my life even if it wasn't like at all a major part of my life before because it was the last sport i saw before covid um, i know it's it was so last cute. sport a bunch of us saw before covid uh but uh like as someone who doesn't follow hockey at all i just like still love love the aesthetic of the whole thing like the color scheme is on point mm-hmm. the the anchor looks logo with the with the space needle on it yes. is absolutely genius it's Look, a beautiful logo that. oh they just nailed it and they then
2: also it. the s is a tentacle and then with the red eye oh it, it's, just, it's very yeah, good thing. yeah it's it's definitely on point and i was like is hockey doing things correctly for once? like the fact that the nhl is the one that looks good out of all of this is really saying something
0: yeah seriously
2: like you know, they handled the playoffs correctly. They're doing the bubble. Um, so far they've been doing testing fine. Like I haven't heard any complaints about like tests being delayed or anything. Know what it feels like. So it was like the NHL is actually kind of ahead of baseball right now, which is a weird feeling because the NHL is usually the redheaded step steps on or whatever the expression is. But so yeah. Go Seattle Kraken,
1: you're my new <laughs> you're my <laughs> new favorite team. <laughs>
0: Heck yeah. Um, Maggie, what is your walk-off win for this week?
1: Uh, so, after doing a little research to get a sense of how everyone is behaving over there, um, I threw the kids in a rental car, and we drove over on Monday to Orchard Beach, oh. where we had never been before. We usually go down to the Brooklyn beaches, but this is much closer, Um and smaller, and it was just lovely. I mean, it was so we went on Monday when uh we knew that there wouldn't be as much of a crowd, which of course means it, it was ninety five degrees by one o'clock in the afternoon, but we were already gone by then because we got there at eight forty five um and it was just it's a beautiful beach, um it's on the sound, so it's a little quieter than a lot of beaches, like the water is not so intense um. And, and it was just a really, it's just a really nice beach. It was really clean. They had a snack bar, which you know we had not realized that the snack bar would be open, so we brought like the entire grocery store packed into our cooler. <laughs> but it's good to know. And it was just a really lovely day. And I, so i would kind of like one of those moments where I'm like soaking in the the beautiful ocean. I can hear the kids like giggling, and I'm just thinking like, why didn't we do this a month ago? But that's okay, the important thing is we did it now and it's a fantastic beach and everybody should go there except for the day in a couple weeks when we will be going back. But it was also, it was the distancing was fine. You know, it there was plenty of, you know, we were obviously there early and it started to get a little more crowded as we were leaving when it was just too hot. I don't understand how people are going out on the beach starting at one o'clock, but okay. Um, but even then, it was still, like, not 6 feet away, like, 10, 15 feet away, which is what you really want. Um, so, yeah, so it was a pretty, felt like a pretty safe place to be. Again, I would not I would not be there on, like, a Saturday, but for a Monday, it was really nice. That's awesome, It You Maggie. picked a great day for it, too. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was really, uh, it was amazing. And the kids love it. The kids were so, so happy, um, just like splashing and digging and at one point for about 20 minutes Tommy just lay down on the sand and like let the sun like go on him and like run like ran his fingers through the sand I was like that is a kid in hog heaven like it was it was just what we all needed so
2: nice hits at the beach is so fun just to see yeah. like they just have a
1: ball with just sand it's so it's just such a simple pleasure for them yeah, we 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 went like like shells. Oh my god, we found so many shells. Yeah. And it's just like endless joy.
0: One of my favorite things to do at the beach as a kid was that my dad and I would, um, would make shell mazes. So we would like dig, so we would like dig in the sand and we would kind of make like a maze, like one of those like mazes that you would like see on a like coloring book or like a kid's menu at a restaurant. Um, and we would just put shells in the little like divots, um, and make like a little shell maze in the sand. That was one of my favorite things as a kid at the beach. And I feel like that's been the thing that's been like missing from this COVID summer has like, I, I go to the beach at least once every summer and I haven't gone at all this year. And it's makes me sad. I wish I could, I wish I could go, but yeah. my family is going, um, in a couple weeks like august 8th or something like that but um i'm gonna be moved to dc already and starting my new job and it's just gonna be too much for me to be able to you know take off immediately and go up there so but i hope that they have a good time i'm really jealous that they're gonna get to go luckily my aunt's house in cape cod is a private beach so it never gets like super crowded so they'll be able to social distance properly and all that so that should be good for them so i'm really excited that they get to go even if I didn't get to
2: go (laughs) um you live through them
0: yep yep I will absolutely live vicariously through them I'm sure I'll be sent pictures and all that um so I feel like it's kind of like too early to make my walk-off win like being like you know my dc move and everything because like we're still knee deep in it and i'm in the like i am stressed out stage of it and so i feel like that'll be a future walk-off win but for now my walk-off win is going to be a very simple baseball related walk-off win in the sense that i feel like this is the season if any that we're going to embrace weird baseball and for me the peak of weird baseball um is that the Orioles opening day starter is none other than Tommy Malone, and he is wearing number what? 69. So that is my walk off uh, win. Just Orioles opening day starter, number 69, Tommy Malone is just like way too on brand, and it kind of kills me. <laughs> Did I tell you guys the Tommy
1: Malone story? No. No, tell us the Tommy oh, Malone gosh. story. Okay, so I was at a game with. My son Tommy, who was probably he was three or four at the time. He was an old three or a young four. And there's a guy behind us, a classic Mets fan guy, shouting. And this is the this, by the way, was the start in which Tommy Malone gave up. I want to say nine runs in two or three innings. Oh no! And so the guy behind us is shouting top of his lungs, "You suck,
0: Tommy." Tommy, oh, I think you sorry. did tell us this, but I want you to keep telling it because it's and, so sad, but so funny. And Tommy's like a really chill kid and
1: and wasn't like offended. He just sort of kept looking at me like, what's going on? <laughs> and finally, I just, I turned around and I said to the guy, I was like, I'm sorry, His name is Tommy, and he's getting a little confused. He goes, Oh my god, oh my god, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, little buddy. Enjoy the game, little buddy. Hey, Malone, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most New Yorker thing, and and I love it. New York City in one, like, absolutely. He would never think of saying something that would offend a child. Like, God, no, he only wants to offend Tommy Malone. Uh, yeah, that was really awesome. So yeah. I will, I will have a soft spot in my heart for Tommy Malone until the day I die because that was just, just an amazing moment. Anyway, I'm
0: glad I got to tell the story. Again. Yeah, amazing. It's so good. And yeah, just like, you know, like I feel like this is like again, it's such a weird season. And obviously, the Orioles are just like in such a dark place in their franchise history right now. They're just so bad. Relatable. And yeah, like, you know, if anything can bring small joys, we should just embrace it. And I don't know, like opening day starter Tommy Malone wearing number 69 is just like it brings me a great amount of joy that I cannot even describe. Like It has big video game energy. It does. It has huge video game energy. And like, obviously, like it comes for a sad reason, which is that like the Orioles actually do have one parentheses one very good starting pitcher in John Means. Um, but he's hurt, uh, like many other players right now, because this season is weird and they shouldn't be playing it. Um, but so the depth behind John Means is, you know, as Mets fans can relate to non-existent. And so Tommy Malone, uh, is now the opening day starter. And so, but, you know, let's get weird. I'm ready for it. I like, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be back in cause I'll be in the DC area. So I'm excited to be like back in, you know technically kind of Orioles territory again and hopefully when things go back to semi somewhat normal I'll be able to go back to Camden Yards and root for you know Tommy Malone or whatever other weird Orioles playing at that time so you know just just a small baseball uh, thing
2: the Orioles sign Jason Vargas Ooh,
0: um I put that at pretty high oh okay like at least i mean like obviously like that's super super high but like i would say mm, i'd give that a good 20 percent okay okay yeah <laughs> orioles a jason vargas baltimore oriole yeah that has some energy that i can get behind <laughs> oh Front yeah
1: runners and the jason Vargas sweepstakes <laughs> but i can
0: only imagine the number of dingers he's gonna give up it's gonna be astronomically high <laughs> <laughs> oh vargy oh vargy let's go party um so that does it for the show this week. Um, you know, we are we are, you know, as mixed feelings as ever about opening day, but it's happening tomorrow and I am excited in spite of myself. Um so but in the meantime, you can go to amazingavenue.com, check out all of our fantastic content. We had a rapid fire many, many season previews published over the past day or two, and we'll continue to publish, um finishing up the season previews of every single person on the Mets roster. So get so read those. Um, we also have, like I said, our rapid fire opinion piece about who the Mets' fifth starter should be. We have our sixty word summaries of what we expect from the season, or hope from the season, or feel about the season. Each writer was uh, wanted to submit sixty words for sixty games, no more, no less. Um, so very succinct takes on each of our parts so you can check that out um and so much more obviously as games begin you'll we'll have our usual recaps analysis everything so go to amazing check that out also check out our entire suite of podcasts amazing avenue audio they're all doing fantastic work you can follow amazing avenue on twitter facebook and instagram at amazing avenue you can follow the show on twitter at a pot of their own you can follow each of us on twitter i am at petite phd where are you linda at linda service and where are you maggie at maggie 162 please subscribe to amazing avenue audio rate and review the podcast uh on whatever podcast platform you choose it really helps new people find the show um the original intro and outro music to this podcast is by bunga let's fucking go Mets, and don't forget there is no crying in podcasting